Hey y'all, this is Eric and you're listening to Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. So now it's the off season. Yep, deer season's over and this is the perfect time to go through your gear and update anything you need to. If you got an old tree stand, whether it's a climber or a hang-on, and you know, you're like, well, I need to go find something, but I don't really know what to choose. I've got the answer for you. Summit tree stands. I've been using a summit for four years, super comfortable, super quiet, super easy to pack in and out. And you know, they, they, in my opinion, have the best technology when it comes down to climbers. The reason I'm saying this is if you are looking at summit and you are wanting to get a new tree stand, whether it's a climber or a hang on, I have a special promo code for you. SEBH15 will save you 15% off any tree stand at summitstands.com, any accessory, any updated part, anything you need. Maybe you want to get a t-shirt. Maybe you want to rep Summit. Dude, go on there. Go check out everything they've got and you can save 15%. Summit Tree Stands has a couple new products. They've got the universal backpack system. They have the bow holder that just came out. And they also have the universal footrest. Now I'll tell you what. Sometimes when I'm in the tree stand, my feet get a little, you know, tired, or maybe I want to stretch out, or maybe I just want to be a little bit more comfortable. Well, those footsteps are perfect for you. They don't only have climbers, they've got hang-ons as well. I haven't used any of their hang-ons, but I do plan on using one in the future. You know, and I just, I've always been a huge fan of Summit, and it was awesome when I reached out to them and they were totally on board with this, with coming to help support the podcast and give you guys a promo code to save you a little bit of that jangle, you know? Um, Who doesn't want to save money? I mean, it's 15% off a brand new tree stand. You can't, you, come on. So I think you should use your common sense and go to summitstands.com, go check them out, save you a little bit of money and get you an amazing stand, an amazing stand before deer season. Get used to it, put it in the tree, check it out, um, you know, hang it, get comfortable with it get whatever you need. They've got, you know, harnesses, all that stuff. I mean, just there's so much I can't even fully describe everything that they have. It would take way too long, but go look at summitstands.com, save you 15% with SEB15 on any order site-wide. This episode is brought to you by Urban Archery Outfitters and Thrill of the Outdoors. Urban Archery Outfitters is a company that's creating a lot of opportunities for a bunch of different types of hunters. They have a platform that you go on their website, you buy any product that they are partnered with, just the same as if you just went down your local Cabela's, local sports shop, Bass Pro, bought stuff online. But the cool thing about this is when you buy from their product partners, you get what's called a big game buck. For every dollar that you spend, you get one big game buck, which adds up over time and allows you to bid on certain properties that you can have access to if you win that bid. The way that it works is Urban Archery Outfitters gets access from the property owner, and then every three to four months, they have a bid on that property. It's a bunch of different properties. It's not just gonna be one, and they're out in a bunch of different states. They um, have, basically the process is you bid on the property. They're going to have pictures of deer that are out there. They have feed and where it's legal. They have cameras out. 
they're gonna be posting pictures of what deer are on this property. So when you see these pictures of these deer, then if you feel, hey, I wanna go hunt that property, you can go hunt it as long as you bid on the property and win that property. The way it also works is you can't go scout beforehand, but what they do is they'll give you a map layout of where the feed station is. If it's in a state where it's legal, they'll also have layouts of where the cameras are and let you know where that picture of that buck was taken. They have places in Illinois um, that I really am interested in, as well as Colorado and a couple other states. The one reason that I'm very interested in Illinois is they had a guy who won a hunt by bidding on it, and he ended up killing a 202-inch buck. I mean, if that doesn't get you excited, I really don't know what will. So go check out Urban Archery Outfitters and Thrill of the Outdoors. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Today, we're going to have a good buddy of mine who I've known for about four years. He and I have hunted the same area for about four years. Um, we've hunted the same deer. He's uh, <laughs> had a lot better luck than me when it comes to the area that we hunt. He actually uh, killed two of my previous target bucks that were on my property. I think using it as a transition area, um, I'll let him go into more detail about it, but this dude's an absolute killer. He's awesome. Uh, he's a fireman. He actually works also part-time in the same industry that I do. So we, you know, get to throw that back and forth a lot. Um, his name is Tyler Parsh. And this guy, you know, has helped me learn the area that we hunt. Unfortunately, we are actually losing both of our spots in this area. So we decided to team up together and actually try to find a bunch of spots kind of in the same relative area. Um, you know, knocking on doors, getting permission, stuff like that. Because where we hunt at, the genetics are absolutely amazing. We were both on a deer that easily, typical, would have been 150, 155. Um, unfortunately, we never, he saw him once. Uh, he was going to let his dad shoot him. But he just disappeared. And that was two, two years ago, back in 2020. And Or no, I'm sorry, almost... No, it was two hunting seasons ago. So yeah, back in 2020. And I mean, this deer, I named him Hercules because he was—he is still probably the biggest or second biggest deer I have ever seen, been on, tried to hunt, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's going to probably be a lot of good stories here. You know, he, like I said, is a firefighter. So maybe we can get him to tell us some of those stories. But Tyler, Tyler's a good dude. And I'm very excited for this episode. So let's get started with Tyler Parsh. All right, we got my good buddy Tyler Parsh here. What's going on, big dog? Not a whole lot, man. How are you? Hey, I can't complain, man. Another day in paradise. That's right. That's right. <laughs> cool. So for the people who, I guess, don't know you, man, why don't you give us a little rundown about who you are, You know, what got you into hunting, and uh, just, I guess, everything you think they need to know? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty uh, open book. I'm a simple guy. Uh, I, uh, my name's Tyler Parsh. Uh, I grew up in the uh, east side of Atlanta, uh, Conyers area. Um, just uh, got into deer hunting as a kid uh, with my dad, something we did, uh, just kind of father and son thing. And we were in uh, you know, various different hunting clubs and go down, you know, South Georgia, Middle Georgia, you know, go down for the weekend. We were like weekend warriors, it's kind of our deal. 
um, didn't really uh, do any bow hunting back then, you know, when I was a kid. You know, some of my earliest memories of deer hunting were uh, being a toddler, you know, three or four years old, sitting in a uh, box blind with my dad, you know, something that made out of pallets and got a tin roof and uh, sitting in a box blind with him in a sleeping bag. And he would uh, nudge me, you know, when a deer or something would come up <laughs> and something that would, uh, uh, you know, keep me uh, interested and, in, you know, sitting in the woods. And, uh, just back then, you just didn't see a lot of deer, you know. I mean, it just, it's not like it is now. Uh, if you saw a doe or two does, um, a week in a weekend I mean consider that a successful weekend and I mean now it's the population so crazy it's like you know you, you almost expect to see them every time you go to the woods now um, especially like in the areas where, where we hunt um, uh, I have a schedule that's pretty flexible that allows me to go during the week now um, I, I work at a fire department in Metro Atlanta and our schedule we work 24 hours on and 48 hours off so uh, you know I'm basically get a weekend for every day I work um, and I also work another job but it's like a you know like a 9 to 5 and, um, especially during deer season I'm kind of hit or miss there uh, I try to go as much as I can and I, uh, I use it for I, I, now I, you know as I, as I became a, a teenager uh, me, and, me and my buddies we all would start going hunting together and we all started kind of bow hunting and started practicing and wanting to try to kill a deer with a bow and that really became a passion of mine and that's pretty much all I do now uh, I maybe go I may go hunt with a rifle you know one or two three times a year at max um, I mainly just bow hunt it's kind of my thing now and I've found a lot of more uh, I've got a lot more pleasure out of hunting with a bow just for the you know the sheer fact that there's so many variables that uh, go into being successful with killing deer with a bow. And it's even, you know, just, just the, you know, the, the challenge to get them in range, um, you know, with a clear shot and standing right. And, you know, then, you know, you got to follow through with the, with the final, uh, the final step, which is hitting it where you thought, where you wanted to aim, you know, and whatnot. It's just, uh, it's a challenge that, that I haven't found anything like it that I that I've really enjoyed, um, like I do deer hunting with a bow. Um, it's just that's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I, killed, I killed my first deer with a bow when I, I think I was I was 18 years old. It only took me like four years to finally kill one with a bow. I think I've learned how to uh, not to do it correctly <laughs> uh, if there ever was a way. Yeah. I, I, my, my, when I, I should say this, uh, like when my dad, when I was coming up hunting with my dad, he was he had hurt his shoulder and his elbow, so he didn't really bow hunt. So I didn't really have anybody to bow hunt with when I was, you know, growing up hunting with my dad. Um, he would always tell me, you know, he's like, why don't you just wait till them ticks and the, the no see and the mosquitoes are gone and wait till the weather gets right and go shoot one with a gun, you know, and it's a lot more enjoyable and, uh, you know, that's how I, that's kind of how I was raised with it. And, you know, by influence and hanging out with different friends and, 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 you know, and being, joining different clubs, it really got me into bow hunting. And once I finally got that first one with a bow, it really like lit a fire. And that's kind of been my thing since, um, I, I wish I could tell you, you know, I've killed X amount of deer with a bow. I, I, I do not know. I've killed a, a couple, you know, um, I'm, 
I've, I've probably, I don't know, I, I wouldn't even begin to give you a number. Um, but my, my recent goal has been trying to kill a Pope and Young with a bow in Georgia, and it has proven to be very challenging. Um, you know, around where we hunt, uh, it's very, uh, uh, it's not very rural. It's, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of housing, a lot of roads, and, you know, we basically try to, uh, do the best we can with the little patches of woods that we hunt. And you're, uh, when you hunt those little patches of woods, the deer typically are in and out of your property on a, on a, you know, multiple times a day basis. And it's very challenging to, uh, when you don't have a big spread to really lock a deer down and get on it, you know, you have to play with your cameras and, uh, the, the weather, the wind, and, you know, there's all the variables that really, you know, come into effect to be somewhat successful, or at least on a consistent basis. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I love the challenge, man. It's it's uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there because <laughs> yeah. you hit on a bunch of stuff, man. Like one of the things, first off, it sounds like you had the childhood I wish I had. Um, <laughs> my uh, I, Everyone I've talked to says, oh, yeah, me and my dad used to go out there and yeah. I'm like, dude, I, I tried getting my dad to take me, and he, I mean, you know, I grew up, <clears throat> I think I was seven when I moved down here, um, before that I was in Illinois, and my uncle hunted in every single deer season, till basically from the time I could talk, I'd be like, hey, Uncle Johnny, can you take me, he goes, no, it's not, <clears throat> it's not, it's not for, for kids, it's not a place for kids, and, you know, me and my friends act up, like, they did the straight up you know general just stereotype deer camp they'd go up there drink till they pass out get up whenever they get up take a shotgun and shoot whatever they see and uh i didn't know that at the time i'm thinking you know because i played deer hunter as a kid and i i thought it was as easy as going in and sitting in a stand and hitting the grunt tube and then a you know record buck shows up and that i mean i learned it the hard way especially like what you were saying in the areas that we hunt i mean I have to um, I have to say that I think, you know, touching on what you said about when you were younger and how it was it was a uh, a win to see one, just to see one. The spot that I was hunting across the street from where you were hunting at, that's basically how it's been for me. Really? <laughs> oh, dude. Well, so it's just the, the the area that that I hunt over there, typically is typically where they bed. So it's going to hold it's because it's the it's a big grown up field and yep. that's just the area that um, that that they tend to hold more you know what I mean oh, yeah. areas where they pass through yep so it's just it's just a you know look at the draw if you will you know yeah. what I mean I mean the fact that I've killed two deer on that property I take it as a blessing because I saw absolutely. one I saw one last season that I could have shot it was the weekend after I shot pickles and I didn't want to burn a buck tag and I mean there was yep. good deer as you know which we'll touch on that later but yeah. Um, yeah, man, it, it's, I don't know, I mean, after gaining a few new spots and hunting public and stuff, I kind of look at that place as, like, if it's a transition area day, because um, I use Spartan Forge, and I kind of go off of that some, which, so far, sure. it's been pretty pretty accurate. If it's a transition day, or full range, dude, I'm I'm over there, but, you know, something that, and I'm, I'm curious about your opinion on this, something I learned with those deer is that they are so much smarter than I thought. I mean, literally. Oh, yeah. Well, so uh, what I have learned, and I, my uh, 
me me learning how to bow hunt was kind of trial and error you know i mean i i knew my dad taught me a lot about the woods being a woodsman and how to read sign and how to read the ground and and and, and lay the land and you know and just you know and how to look for stuff you know and how to fo- how to basically follow deer sign and, yeah. and use it use it to your advantage and but I, but we never you know my dad wasn't one that hunt, hunted in climbers or lock-ons and I didn't really learn that skill until later, until I was a teenager. And I actually got in the hunting club. One of my best friends, he's like, actually, I'm living on his land right now. His, his name's Jeremy Melton, and he's uh, he's a, a dear, dear friend of mine. He's my be- one of my best friends, and he uh, he's probably one of the best woodsmen I've ever met. And it's all because of his dad and his dad's friends. And they grew up here in around Conyers and Rockdale County, and. Uh, uh, they grew up around, you know, Covington and that area. And, um, they were all high school buddies and, you know, childhood friends. And they all got, in a, they all started a, well, they got in the, they joined a hunting club in Greensboro in Green County. And that's really where I met all them when I joined that club. And they really taught me a lot more. I didn't realize how much, how deep you could dabble into, you know, deer hunting and, and how, how much of an art it is, you know, to learn how to read sign and how important it was to, put a stand in this tree because you got cover and how to use a tree when you have no cover how to hang the stand away from where you think the deer are coming so you can use the tree that you're in as cover mm-hmm. and it's just like so many variables right and you can only you know you soak up as much as you can but you got to learn a lot yourself through trial and error and if i'm good at anything i'm good at messing up and <laughs> and uh if you but you learn from those mistakes and you know you get seen by a deer and there's a there's a story I'm going to talk about later that, that really uh, was uh, was a was a big learning uh, curve for me and and it was only because of my buddy's suggestion that it only worked but um, but yeah it's just I, I really I really have uh, and I really enjoy the idea of finding a deer on his home turf and outsmarting him and I just think that's really cool whether you kill the deer or not if you were if you hang a stand. You, you, you find an area and you find some sign and even if you don't have a picture of the deer and you, you just read the sign and you can see the you know the, the footprints and the scrapes and the rubs and the you know and a, you can you can really you know if you really look at it you can tell whether that deer is you know a, a, is somewhat of a mature deer or not obviously yeah. you really need to put your eyeballs on it or get a picture of it to get a full you know oh this is a deer worth going after but yeah um, once you do that and you hang a stand and that deer comes by that stand and whether you you got a shot at him or not you got him in range you know it's you know it's bow hunting so it's got so many variables if the deer comes in it's quartering to you and there's just certain shots i won't take on a deer i'm just not going to risk it I'm, you know i've lost deer from bad shots bad angles and um you know if you watch a hunting video on television you know or youtube you see some really questionable shots oh yeah I just, I, I just don't, I don't, I think you owe it to the animal. If you don't have a good angle, you just, you should, you know, you shouldn't take the shot. Yeah. And I mean, bow hunting is, you know, is probably 95% confidence with the shot anyways. Um, I've taken some really risky shots because of the confidence and it, you know, and because, you know, you're pra- you practice and you train and, you know, you work at it, and, but it's still at the end of the day, it's, you know, if, if you know you can make the shot, you should take it and, uh, but I, but if you're able to do that, even if you don't, you're not successful in killing the deer, you know, and or harvesting the deer, 
I still think that's a success because you did outsmart the deer on his own in his in his home turf and in the area he lives, and you're just visiting. You know, and that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a testament to all the reasons why I'm. You know, I will tell anyone I strictly only bow hunt now. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's there, like you said. There's something about it, especially after killing my first deer with a vertical bow uh, this yeah. past season. That Dude, was this year. Yeah, that was um, second weekend of this past season. Man, I, that's awesome, man. Yeah, Congratulations. It, I didn't realize that was it. your first year with, with a bow. And that's, yeah. that's cool, man. I mean, I've killed, so like I was saying earlier, those two deer I killed on my in-laws property across the street from y'all. Yeah. Um, that was with a crossbow. And, you know, it was a gift. And I'm like, well, hey, this gives me a whole extra month and a half of hunting. So why yeah. not, you know? And I mean, I have nothing against crossbows at all. I just think if you're, no, you know, either. young enough. And to me, it's, it's to each their own, man. It's, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of bow hunters, you know. I air quote that that uh, bash guys with crossbows, man. And you know, the thing is, a real bow is a traditional bow, you 100%. know, a recurve or a long bow. That's the real deal. Yep. You know what I mean? That's a whole other layer and variable. That's that dude. You can practice that for you know years and not be can be mediocre yeah you know what i mean at best well and it's humbling yeah. too because like i shot you know i shoot my bow as much as i can and then yeah. my niece has one of those little bear kids bows and she was like oh can you teach me i was like yeah yeah you, you know because i kind of get the general concept of shooting traditional and yeah. hers was basically traditional it did have wheels but it had no sight it no rest nothing just imagine yeah. like a long bow with wheels and I was uh, in my front yard trying to teach her, and I'm like, all right, so this is what you do, and pull back, and then I let the arrow go, and it went six feet over the target at 15 yards, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is why it's so hard. It's so. crazy. And it, it's, so I did the same thing with my kids. I got uh, I got two girls. I got an 11-year-old daughter and a 6-year-old daughter, and my oldest daughter, she shoots 4-H archery now. Oh, wow. With Jasper County, and it's a lot of fun, man. And she, and the thing about it is, it, it's like it's it's a uh, pre, it's a uh, pressure under tension, right? I mean, it, or it's uh, yeah, um, you're, you're shooting under tension, and you're having to use muscles that you're not normally using, and being controlled and breathing correctly. It's just so many variables, and just to execute a shot properly, and uh, she's she's learning so much. We started last year with the first year with it, and I I told her I said. I'll get you a bow, you know, get you set up. And she said, of course, you know, she wants the, you know, the, the Matthews or the, right. uh, <laughs> the elite, you know, and I'm like, I told her, I said, I didn't start with this. Yeah. You're going to start how I did. Yep. You know, I didn't, I didn't do what my dad did to me and go to a pawn shop and buy uh, a PSE Nova, you right. know, like and, a 20 year old but, Browning. Uh, but yeah, but it was the same concept, you know, I got her a starter bow and, and taught her the basics and something that she could control, you know, and it's like, you know, I think the bow has like a 20 pound pull. It goes to a 30 or something like that. And yeah. it's, it's a, it's a little bitty, you know, small compact bow, but the, uh, the, her, the, the way that she, you know, she started off, she was shooting her, you know, shooting and popping her arm and, you know, we, you know, just tweaks and stuff like that and being coachable is something, you know, I wanted to, you know, teach her. It's a, it's a, it's a skill set and it's something you can't, it's tangible. You have to continuously do it if you want to get good at it. And, you know, that teacher, that teaches her life lessons, you know, mm -hmm. that goes further than that. You know, you can go as deep as you want, you know, but 
you know, I just thought it was important, you know, and she's really enjoyed it. Now she's not a she's not a hunting curl. She doesn't want to kill a deer, yeah. you know, and um, and you know that makes her, of course that makes her mommy happy. <laughs> but uh, but but she loves it. She loves shooting the bow. You know, there's a there's a lot of avenues with that, and um, it's a lot of fun too. And you see, you know, you teach somebody a skill, especially your kid, and see her be successful with it. It's a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I mean that. One thing I learned with archery for sure, because when I first started, man, I was popping my arm. I mean, honestly, my setup. Let, let me let me just tell you how green I was to this. I bought a blackout intrigue that. Yeah. You know, it's a good bow. I, that's what I killed pickles with before I got my new bear. And okay. you know, it was good, but I didn't know anything about archery, so I took it up to the shop and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm new, which is probably not what I should have said." Um, <laughs> And I was like, can y'all set this up to 55 pounds? Because I didn't know anything about it. And, man, they, they set it up to 55, and I, I you know, spend $200 on some Easton arrows I don't even use anymore and that were way too light and just all this stuff. And I go to pull it back, and I swear it sounded like my shoulder shredded. So I look at the guy, and I'm like, hey, can we drop this down to 50? Unbeknownst to me, he drops it to 40, doesn't say anything about it. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. So for six months, I'm shooting like this, thinking it's at 50 pounds. I'm checking out, you know, how much draw weight do you need to kill a deer? I didn't know anything about arrow weight at the time, so I'm sure. just like, all right, let me get the biggest two blade mechanical I can, and let's just take it to the woods. So I think it was the same. It was the same year that I shot um, those two bucks in 2020. I'm sitting in my blind at my in-laws' place with a 40 pound bow. <laughs> 325 grain arrows with a 2.3 inch rage on the end and I'm thinking I'm going to kill whatever shows up. Yeah. Thankfully, I learned from that and sure. you know, it, it it's one of those things though cuz like it was it was just a constant learning and I'm dude, I'm learning every day. I mean, if you well, knew you know, if, we're, if we're not learning we're going backwards. Exactly. Man. If you knew the amount of arrow fletchings, the amount of arrows, the amount of inserts, how, how much I rack my brain on what broadhead I want to use. I mean, it, it's just constant. And I think the cool thing about it is, like, it teaches you patience with something. It teaches you, um, like, dedication and stuff, you know? Absolutely. And to me, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Discipline. I mean, the list goes on. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an art form, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, there's, it's, it's just like any hobby or sport or anything. It's like, I was talking to my father-in-law about this, and he's a, He's, uh, he's, he's real big into motorcycles and, and uh, you know, bikes, and like road bikes and stuff. Yeah. And we were talking about it. I said, man, it's just like any hobby. If you're into golf, man, you can spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks and get started playing golf and get you some clubs that are mediocre. Or you can spend, you know, the, the sky's the limit, 10 grand, whatever. I mean, yeah. on a set of custom clubs. And, and I said, at the end of the day, you still got to hit the ball where you want to hit it, where it needs to go. And, you know, it's not – the equipment does thing, make things easier and more – more efficient and uh, certainly uh, nicer, you know, all the above. But the old, the other stuff works too. You know, it's uh, I killed deer with that. I killed deer with a, a, a little, the, you know, a cheap, cheap. Uh, I think it was that PSE Nova. Uh, I shot a deer <laughs> with it. You know, I've shot deer with, uh, you know, Matthews bows. Yeah. And it's just it's it's all about if you hit where you aim, obviously. But there's there's it goes deeper than that. You know, I mean. The, when you start talking about arrow weights, that's not even something that I've been really paying much attention to up until the last couple of years. Um, 
arrow weights are huge, man. Oh, yeah. So I grew up, I grew up bow hunting with aluminum arrows and oh. uh, three blade Thunderhead, uh, 100 grain, 125 grain broadheads. You know, okay. I mean, that's that's and they all planed and they didn't shoot good. Right. And, when you would tweak them, you just heated it up with a with a cigarette lighter. You heated up the insert and twisted it. Well, you know, I, I, when, when everything went from that to a carbon, I didn't know that any different because I guess just being a dumb kid, you heated up a carbon and watch it break. And I've done that. <laughs> I've done that a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was so funny because, you know, then it became a speed game, you know. Nobody – you wanted the lighter area you could find, you know, it's, you know, you want to get the bow shooting over 300 feet per second, which yeah. is almost like not even a thing a bow that shoots under that now, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that was the goal, speed, speed, speed. Well, then you shoot in deer and you, your arrow's got so much flex in it and you lose all that penetration and, you know, you have a lot of, uh, you know, arrows sticking out. It looks like they're sticking out. <laughs> You run, you see the deer run off with the air sticking out of it. Looks like it's sticking out of it two or three feet. You know, I mean, you just yeah. barely get in there, and you know, you start learning. I started learning. I started, you know, watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos and guys really like that Chris B. You know, I mean, he guys all in it, man, and talking about you know heavier arrows, heavier spined arrows, and heavier front, you know, heavier front ends on the on the arrows yep. to make it, you know, you get that punch and. I realized that I was shooting a an arrow that was super under underweight, and it just it, I, once I changed, I started shooting a, a 300 spine arrow, and uh, you know with a with a 45 grain uh, insert, and, you know, and just started shooting those and shooting four fletch arrows, and I mean it just it changed the whole dilemma, man. And I, I have every deer I've shot since then. I mean it's through and through, through and through. You know what I mean? It's just punches them. And I mean, it's it's nasty. You know what I mean? It's it's the real deal now. It's uh, it really changed my changed my uh, you know, my confidence level in it. Yeah, I mean, I went down that ranch fairy rabbit hole for about two years. Um, once I started really learning about stuff, man, I, I had my setup. You know, I mean, at the at the time, I didn't have you know, I just cranked that um, that blackout as high as I could go. I'm thinking I'm shooting seventy pounds and going you know super fast and stuff, and then. I started watching Ranch Ferry's stuff, which, I mean, his stuff is, you know, it's legit. It's true. But the only thing that I don't like about it is, you know, when it, when you've got a 600-grain arrow, say you take a 40-yard shot, the trajectory oh, yeah. of that, it it's too it, – I don't know. I, I don't like it. That's that's really all it's I can slow. say. It, it, well, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's still kind of a game of speed, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's – you get a you know arrow that heavy. I mean, you, you about have to shoot eighty pounds to get it shoot at any kind of speed. Exactly. And you know, I'm lucky. I got you know I got ape arms. I, I'm six foot three. I got a thirty two inch draw. Holy crap! Yeah, and but so you know, with that comes you know a lot of a lot of push with yeah. arrow. But also, good luck finding a freaking bow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I grew up shooting a bow that was too short my whole life. And, uh, up until you know recently, man, I, I bought I shoot a Matthews Traverse. It's what I shoot now, and uh, it goes to thirty four inches, and it's crazy. I mean, it's I, I never it felt weird to shoot the right draw length, yeah. you know. But what I was getting at is, you know, you shoot that. I, I got a long draw length, so I got my arrow stays on the string a lot longer, and you know, you tend to get a little more push. But it uh, it, it really helps with that. 
uh, it's almost like shooting a piece of conduit at a deer now. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like that, those arrows are stiff, man. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I've noticed, because me and my buddy JD, I mean, he'll literally call me at like 10 o'clock at night and be like, hey, man, what do you think about this? Because, I mean, I've done everything I can to try and learn about arrow builds as much as I can. Sure. You know, what works best, what the, what broadhead works best with the right setup and all that stuff. And, um, man, it, you know, it, I feel like you have to find a happy medium. Like, my happy medium, I think, is probably about 440 to 460. And some guys are like, oh, that's too light. And, but, I mean, I'm running 20% FOC, so really, you know, what? what's the – I'm giving up arrow weight, but I have much higher FOC than I would if I was still running the 500, you know, 525 or whatever. Because, I, I mean, I've got a 28-inch 20, draw length at 60 pounds because that's what my bow will max out at. So I kind of have to – you know, I'm either going to be shooting super slow arrows that are going to hit hard if it gets – to the point that I want, but that just gives it more time for the deer to, you know, turn and duck or whatever may happen, you know? So I feel like now I've kind of found like a good happy medium, but honestly, dude, in a year it could change. You know, I could be preaching super heavy arrows again or super light arrows. I mean, it, it, what I've learned is it really just comes down to your setup, like your bow setup, your draw length, all that. I can't sit here and say, 450, that's the number. Because for, you know, guys that shoot 27 inches at 60 pounds, that may not work as well. Or maybe you got some, you know, little dude that's like 26 inches. Maybe he's got his bow cranked up to 85 pounds, and then he can, you know, go a little heavier. But even then, you're still, you know, it, it's really just, what I've learned is just tinkering. That's that's what you got to do. You got to keep on tinkering. I, I know that, I think Dan from Elk Shape says that all the time, always tinkering. I mean, it, it borderlines obsession, to be honest. So Absolutely. Absolutely, but yeah. man. And and the thing is, is, is you said it, you hit exactly what it is. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's what, you, what you're shooting is, 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 is my setup's going to be different than yours. Mm-hmm. And, and because of my draw length and the bow I shoot, it's just different. And you know, what works for my bow may not work for you. And you know, a four hundred, a four hundred fifty grain arrow is still pretty, pretty heavy arrow. You know what I mean? At the end yeah. of the day, it's you know, it's you're you're not getting a lot of whip in that arrow. You know, it's still got a you know, that's that's pretty stout. And if you hit where you, if you hit you know, and that and that's why you got that. You know, we got those. Everybody shoots these crazy broadheads now. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you shoot a mechanical, you know the fixed blade guys say you lose penetration. You know, blah blah blah. It, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you hit it where you're supposed to hit it, you nine times out of ten you're going to hear it fall. Man, I see it fall, but you'll hear it fall. Exactly. And you know, and and you know, you take the lungs out of an animal, it's, it can't go but so far. You True. know what I mean? That's the truth. Especially if you double lung it. Yeah. If you one lung it, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a. It can, it's, a, it's a game on the clock, you know, and whether you get down and push it or not or whatnot. But I mean, it's uh, that's what makes it fun, man. You know what I mean? It's such, it's such a it's a rush, obviously, but you know, I mean, it's uh, I just I just like going, man. I just to be be honest with you, my job can be pretty stressful at times, and just life in general, you know. And yeah. It sure is nice to go, just sit in a tree, and take this phone that I got in my, in my hand right now. And put it on silent and put it in my bag and just chill and recharge the batteries man that's what i like yeah i mean they're they're really you know there ain't much ain't much better than that to be honest no. 
Speaking of sitting in trees and all of that, I want to know because so for for those who don't know, Tyler and I hunt very close, not very close to each other. I'd say, you know, he's across the street from where I hunt at or kind of hunted at this past season and years prior or whatever. Um, we've had some pretty pretty good deer showing up and Tyler has killed two now that I basically was, you know, having my eyes on. I'd text him, say, hey, have you seen this? He would have pictures of him. The next thing I know, <laughs> I get a picture from him saying, hey, uh, he's he's dead. So what I want to know is... Well, you know, I mean, you know, a, a, blind, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again, man. You well, know? Uh, no, uh, it's, a, it's a luck game, you know. And, you know, obviously, you know, the things, there's things you can do that, that, uh, that are major, that, that, that I have learned that really can help stack the odds in your favor sure you know and you know for me a camera is a big deal you know I, I i try to stay out of my area except when it's time to be in a tree mm-hmm. um i try i try to do that on purpose because i know the area i hunt i've been hunting it i mean I, since i was a teenager i've had somewhat kind of permission here or there whether it's been a, you know year to year or a you know, I, I had permission, didn't hunt it. I had other places to hunt, just didn't go. And, um, but I've had it for, you know, better part of dang near 20 years to I have the permission to hunt over there. And that land's changed dr- drastically. And back when I first started hunting it, it was, it's about 30, I think it's 32 acres, 33 acres yeah. total. And it's basically surrounded by neighborhoods. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's housing and it's development and it's just, it's uh it's like a almost like a little safe haven in that in that area you know and uh the deer obviously don't care about property lines and uh we do we have to you know and and, uh it it makes it a challenge because you know there's been a lot of years where i've had pictures of really nice deer over there and it uh just don't work out one one way or another and you know they just vanish you know the deer you know they they may summer where i hunt but they don't rut there you know, or or vice versa, they don't summer where I'm at, so they they don't exist until the rut happens, and then you know that that in that October, at mid October, uh, pre rut, they just show up, yeah, and that's like Christmas present, you know, and that's it. That's typically when I am, if I'm going to be successful on that piece of property, for me, it's uh, it's early October. That's when those deer are changing, they're moving, and go into their area they're going to rut or, or whatnot and it's uh it's when the deer the bigger deer start getting on their feet you know a little bit more in daylight hours or even right right after dark and stuff like that it's just to me that's when i if i have time that i want to be over there in a tree it's it, i would say it's second week of october and so what i try to do over there i look for big changes like when i say changes i mean is it is it chilly and all of a sudden it gets hot or vice versa um, is a front coming? Is it, you know, what is the wind change directions from what it's been? You know what I mean? It's like big changes or pressure, the big one for me. You get the pressure change, it's a the pressure going to rise, and it's like all of a sudden you, you go from maybe seeing a deer, two deer in an evening hunt to you see 14. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, whoa, what, what, what was that? It took me a lot of years to figure out it was the pressure. Um, the pressure's big, man. It's, I don't know, I just, you know, obviously we can't feel it really. I mean, but they do. Yeah. 
changes the game. You know, obviously the moon. There's, like I said, there's so many variables. But uh, I'm going to touch base. I'm going to talk about the one I killed. I guess that was, what, 2021? Is that uh, That's the one that my daughter named Bighorn, right? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I need to it, know the story it, it, on me, both these the biggest one I've ever killed with a bow. Um, it was not quite a Pope and Young. I mean, I think it was uh, like 118. I think is about what that one scored. And, um, it was dang near, dang near, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and to me, I'm proud of that deer. It's the biggest deer I've ever killed with a bow. Um, I so, feel fortunate to been able to, to harvest that deer but what's really interesting about that deer is I uh, passed that deer in 2020 and he was a good deer then to me he was he's mm-hmm. he was not much smaller than he was when I shot him but he was but he was skinny rack you know he was pencil racked and I want to say he's probably I think he was a three and a half then I think I, when I shot him I think he was a four and a half um I don't really get caught up in all that. I just, yeah. you know, if it's a deer that gets me excited, I'm going to shoot it and I'll be proud of it. You know, I, just how I am. But, uh, but the deer, he, uh, I, I saw him in 2020 and I, I gave him the pass because he was skinny rack. And I knew typically, at least in my experience, a deer, three and a half year old deer there, if he's there, then he will be there next year. Yep my luck over there I'll get a really good two and a half year old deer what looks like a two and a half year old deer just because of his body and not so much his antlers but his body you know his you know, skinny neck and you know just just not a not a mature sized deer um, I'll get those deer and they'll be like got a lot of potential and then they're gone you know they're on the next property over or wherever they go yeah. they go somewhere else and live the rest of their life you know and I you don't see them again they just vanish um but that's typically how my luck is over there every now and again i'll get a deer like that and he'll stay and give me a chance um but the year before that year was the year we really started you and me both were hunting that really big deer yeah giant eight corner and it was probably pushing 140 you're talking about 2020 and, uh, right you know what i'm talking about the deer it's like very, oh, he had dude. palmated antlers he was I mean, he... giant twos he was giant man he that that's why I named him Hercules, man. Cause he you, you got to understand, like that was my second year hunting, so pulling that SD card and seeing him on there, you would have thought that, I mean, literally, it felt like I had a heart attack. Cause I'm like, that's, biggest, that's one of the biggest deer I've ever had on camera. I mean, just and, and and when I say that, I mean like on a regular basis. Yeah, man, I had that deer every night, but he but he not he was always he was always in my area at night. Dude, he was so smart. I still don't know where he was coming from. I think that's not true. I did see him that year, actually, in October, before he showed up on our properties. Um, Well, I don't know when he showed up on yours. He didn't show up on mine until, like, November, I think mid-November. But I did see him over by that little church, that little white church at that four-way. I I would say the road name, but I don't want people going and, you know, trekking through there. But um, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But um, no, <laughs> wait, what'd you say? <laughs> what'd you say? I said incognito. incognito. Oh yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. But uh, yeah, man, he. I saw him going home from my in-laws, and I mean, literally, I almost drove off the road because I'm like, holy crap! Because I've heard that you know there's good deer in the area, but you know you hear that from everybody. Sure. And sure. I saw him, and I'm like, oh my god! And then two or a month later, he shows up on camera, and I'm like. That's it. That's the one. And, I mean, he would show up. I, 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 like I said, I don't know where he was going or coming from. I know he was coming from, I think, your side because every single time he would show up 
to the right of my camera, which was coming from your direction. But then I remember you telling me that you and your dad saw him, right? Yeah. And it was in daytime. So yeah. when you told me that, I'm like, well, what the heck, man? Because the only time I ever saw him was at 6.30. That was the latest I'd ever seen him um, in the morning. It was like November 27th or something. And me being new to it, I'm like, oh, he, he's he's in here. He's in here somewhere. And I remember sitting in that ground blind, man, like <laughs> just praying and hitting the bleak can and putting out dough and estrus. And, and honestly, I probably ruined that spot for at least two years because of all the stupid things I did. But I had to learn, you know. But well, even at the, even at that rate, man, it only takes one time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it, and that's the truth of it. Is is you know, there's there's a a guy that I have a lot of respect for. That's a taxidermist, and he's he owns a deer cooler and all that stuff. And he says we 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 give these deer too much credit, man. They're survivors. There's no question about it. And they don't get older by being stupid. Hundred you know? percent. But they're still at the end of the day, it's, it's a deer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We put them up on a pedestal, but at the, but. And he's got a point, but in the same sense, they don't—they're cautious. That's what they are. Extremely. This—this their—this their instinct to stay alive. You know, is to be cautious. Um, and and he was super cautious. Oh and man. I, I I had it, man. I had that here. And it was just—it was crazy. I was out with COVID, and I was uh, trying to do my part of social distancing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> In the woods. That's what you can. And, uh, it was in December that year. Um, okay. It was like, uh, I want to say it was like December 5th. So, I mean, I'm not really thinking that. I, I've been, I had been getting pictures of him, but they were at dark, you know, yeah. they were at night. And I thought, you know, what I thought he was doing was using the, uh, the, the area that I hunt. It's got a, it's got a bunch of pruvit hedge inside the wood line. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hunt where I, the way I hunt over there. I hunt a I hunt a staging area basically, where the deer they'll come off the property beside me, and they'll funnel into this bottom. It's all pruvit hedge, okay. so they don't have to get out of the cover. They walk up that cover all the way up to the edge of the field where I hunt. So there's a there's a they they almost feel like they got it. There's a there's a safe haven if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, there's a safer area where they can <clears throat> they can transition into the field to feed and uh my thoughts were if i got does out here there's a good chance if he walks by or he smells them or whatever he's gonna come out there you know what i mean and that and that was my thoughts were i'll at least get to put my eyeballs on him you know and uh you know with a bow it's so it's so it's it's so hit or miss you know the chances of getting him in a bow range and getting the right angle and you know being able to draw your stand up and draw your bow right so much (laughs) You know, it's, it's, it's so many odds against you, and if it works out, it's just a it's a blessing. You know, well, sure as crap, man. I'm sitting there, and I, I got some does come out feeding. And I got a smaller eight pointer out there. It's, it's it's a it was an excellent evening, and it's cold, and you know, as luck would have it, I have a, a, a I guess it was like last the year the year prior's uh, fawn or whatever. So it's a yearling doe. Mm-hmm. She walks out, and she walks right under my lock on and beds down. Oh, on the edge man. of the privet hedge and she's laying there I mean like right next to my climbing stick yeah I mean she is directly below me has no idea and that you're there no not a clue none of them did and, and there ended up being you know there were several deer out there and they were feeding and uh, you know and, and just you know 
filtering in yeah. and it was it was it was a really good evening well when i realized it was when he came out I was, I was sitting there he caught me off guard i was sitting down i wasn't standing up like i should have been but i was trying not to move you know i mean in, in december the, the cover is not what it was you know oh, the leaves terrible. And, and stuff like that so it was kind of my my good cover was not great cover then so yeah. i was trying to not move and so anyways he he comes in i first see him he's about i don't know 120 140 yards something like that and i just see his body and i said holy crap that's a mature deer you know that's <laughs> that's him you know well he had his head down and he, when he stuck his head up and looked at the deer that were in front of me i saw his, i saw his back tines and i said holy crap that's the biggest deer i've, I've ever seen in georgia while hunting ever you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. just a giant eight pointer and that's kind of i love an eight pointer man i just it's a good clean long time eight pointer and he was just a man yeah well he's coming in and there's absolutely nothing i can do i can't move i can't stand up because there's all these eyeballs i mean they're all over me basically there's there's probably seven deer out there at this yeah. time and he's walking and i'm thinking you really like this bow hunting thing man if you had a rifle you know what i mean but uh so you, oh, you gotta man. you gotta do hard stuff you know you just can't you can't just you know do it with the gun yeah you know? so anyways he comes in and he's quartering to me he works to me about he gets to be about 25 yards from me and i can't do anything and i'm dying oh, inside dude. and i'm freaking out you know like you know, shaking all over well he finally uh he finally turns and he's kind of he's kind of quartering away and i'm like there it is but i can't stand up so I made the decision, I'm gonna start standing up. So I start easing up real slow and I get I finally get stood up. Well I got my bow and I shoot a, a thumb release. Okay. So I grab the release and I start drawing and my arm rubs against the pine tree I'm in. Oh no. And it and then just the noise cleared the field. And he didn't run he ran about forty yards and stopped. And just stood there, looked, turned, and, and then he, he ran off the field back into cover. Yeah. And that was the only time I saw that deer ever, in, in you know, in, out of a tree. And it it absolutely blew my mind. And I was I wanted to throw up, you know. But that's that's bow hunting, man. Yeah, it's, that's it's breaking my heart to hear. You know, you, you can't win them all. You rarely win any of them. So um, it's that's what makes it fun, you know. And it, you know, it just turned out that you know, that that deer, to my knowledge. It's gone. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I haven't got a picture of that deer since that year. No, I haven't seen him in two years, and I think yeah. I think he probably went. I, I really, really do think that, except for that day, because I remember I was actually hunting that day too, mm-hmm. um, and I remember I only saw one deer. It was it was actually, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it was a deer that I ended up naming Nugget. I think I sent you pictures of him. He was probably like two years old at that time, yeah. and. I remember this is back when the house across the street from where you're at that's next to where I hunt this is before that family bought it so that grass was still fully grown up and that deer loved that and oh, ever yeah. since yes, they cut they that that place has gone so downhill because there's no more cover it's bad man. that's, that's kind of how that property I hunt was it went from it went from a beautiful uh, uh, pasture mm-hmm. with some some pretty hardwood bottoms um, 
to Grove Field with Bradford Pears and then Big Briars and Thorns. And it's just it's crazy. Yeah. But it holds deer like like it's unbelievably mountain. It just, it just the deer feel safe in it. But you have to manage it a bit. You have to prune it. You have to you have to you know. Uh, I what I do. I have a buddy that's got a, a skid steer with like a brush cutter. And oh okay. I, I get just once a year. You know, right before deer season, I get him to come through there and cut the lanes and stuff that I like to hunt the areas I like to hunt. Yeah. Just to clean it up, to, especially for ease of access, so you can slip in there quietly. But not only that, you get a, you have an opening to shoot. You know, you have an area that it's a uh, you know at least resistance area where they can walk and travel through there. It tends to work. I mean, it really does. It's, you know, I don't plan anything. I just have a, it's a field, you know, there's, yeah. you know, it's hay field. And, but uh, I wanted to talk about the one I ended up killing. It was, it was a, I was just, it was damn lucky is what it was. You talking about I, the, the one you the, killed the that one, year? I, or the 21? What, what was the name you gave him? The 21 buck? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bighorn. Bighorn. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, when, <laughs> When I first saw that deer, I was in velvet. I got a picture of him on my, I got a, I use a reveal camera. Yeah. And uh, I got him on camera, you know, in, in velvet. And it uh, it blew my mind. I was like, holy crap, you know, of course, you know, deer with velvet, they look like, they look bigger, oh, yeah. and, of course. And uh, it was just a, I got some hazy pictures right at dark of him, and that was it. And uh, it was probably early early august you know or maybe mm-hmm. maybe mid-august when i first got a picture of him and it was just like two nights in a row and then he's gone and i'm like what the heck he just want to show me that it's available and then right. it's gone, you know <laughs> he's teasing you and, man uh, that's what they do like i'm here and I'm, <laughs> and I'm not here you know and i know they i know that's kind of the, the deal sometimes and it's it is kind of frustrating when you you know try not to put all my my eggs in the camera basket, basket if you will yeah because you know i mean i've, I've literally watched deer walk in front of that camera and the camera not take a picture of it and i've watched deer come in walk behind the camera in the same area with the same deer and you never get it never gets the picture taken so i, I know that thing. that's a thing and you know just because you got a camera over there don't mean and you don't have a picture of them don't mean it's not there yeah you know, i've shot several deer that i've never had a picture of and it's uh it, that's what makes it interesting also but uh but anyway so you know this deer i get i get a couple pictures of him and uh you know before both season starts and i uh i had another piece of property i hunt in conyers as well that's smaller but it's got it's just got a the way it holds deer is really incredible and yeah. especially early both season it's really good it's got it's got pen oak acres in there and uh they're real close to to cover and pines and where the deer like to bed over there and you you see a lot of deer it's a lot of action over there and it's a lot of fun and it's just a just a little hardwood ridge I hunt over there, and it's it's always been incredible. It's just, but it's also like like this place is surrounded by housing, and uh, it just it's just a place that holds deer really well. But so, anyways, I, I, I had a deer over there I had on camera, and I was kind of hunting him because I didn't have any pictures of the deer I ended up killing. I was running late one day. I was going to go over there and hunt, and I said, "Well, hell, I'll just go over here and hunt at the place that you know over here in." Uh, in Conyers mm-hmm. and uh, so anyways I go over there and I sit up in the tree and I'm reading a book I like to read so I'm sitting there reading a book and I like I like military books I like military leadership books it's yeah. very applicable to my job at the fire department and uh, so I was reading a, reading a book and I uh, got, basically got caught with my pants down I'm sitting there <laughs> reading a book and I look down I, I, I look down and I see antlers within 20 yards of me I mean, he's right under me. Yeah. And I said, holy crap. And it was it was him. And he come out in the field. I mean, 
I mean, he was he, when I saw him, he was in bow range, and I'm sitting down with a book in my hand, <laughs> and so I went in the freakout mode and did the best I could to get up, get my bow drawn back, and uh, anyways, I rushed the shot, shot over his back, and scraped him with a razor blade, you know, with one with one blade. Yeah. I just basically gave him a haircut, and I watched him run about 60 yards and stand there and turn around and look like what in the world was that and i was like are you freaking kidding me like this is you practice all the time mm-hmm. and this is what happens you, you crap the bed you know what i mean like it's just typical you know typical me <laughs> well i rocked on and ended up shooting another deer that showed up mid-october like like we discussed yeah um I just had a new deer show up, and I believe he was a three and a half year old deer. He was a good deer. He's a tight rack, eight pointer with uh, like a high rack. That's something I really I like. Very cool looking deer. And I shot him, and uh, it, and it was it worked out perfectly. I was in the same tree stand, the same rock going. He came in, gave me a twenty two yard shot. I smoked him, heard him fall. You know, and I, I got a buddy that's got a tracking dog. He brought his dog over. I heard, like I said, I heard the deer fall, mm-hmm. and he had a dog. He's training. And, he brought his dog over there, went to it. It was really cool. It was a good experience for both of us. Um, so I was, I was stoked. You know, I killed a deer with my bow. I'm happy. It was a nice buck. And I ended up doing a Euro mount on him. He was a really cool deer. Um, but, you know, it wasn't the biggest deer to ever kill with a bow, but he was nice. You know, I was proud of him. And uh, that's, that's something to be said for, too. There's a lot of people that shoot a deer they're not proud of. And I don't get that. I just wouldn't raise that way. You know, yeah. if you shoot something, be proud of it, regardless of what it is. Who cares? You know, just because it doesn't have a huge rack or whatever. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's an accomplishment regardless. You 100%. know what I mean? I mean, Pickles um, scored 102 inches, and in my eyes, yeah. he's a freaking giant. You know, I I'm sitting right here, and every time I have to catch myself because I keep looking at him. <laughs> like I can't yeah. stop looking at him. So, so yeah, I agree Michael completely. Michael said it perfect, man. If you measure success in inches, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, man. It's mm-hmm. all wrong. It's about it's about the people it's about your friends family it's about the experience it's all the above man it has nothing to do with killing a boon rocket deer to me it's a I, I like I'm a goal oriented guy so my goal is to kill a pope and young deer mm-hmm. if that never happens well it never happens but I, that's not saying I'm gonna let a 120 inch deer walk you can yeah, forget exactly. about it <laughs> it's, it's gonna have a bad day just I uh, just I'm not wired that way yep. uh, but but yeah so but with the deer you know so I, I, let, I missed it well, I grazed it, and it, it didn't even, you know, just it just ruined a, you know, basically a forty dollars setup arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Yes. So he, uh, so he, he walks off and laughs at me, basically, and makes me look bad. And he lives to fight another day. Well, I ended up shooting the other deer, and uh, it was a couple weeks later. I think I shot, I, met, I shot at him and, and grazed him. I want to say it was like at the end of September. Mm-hmm. It was getting heated up, you know what I mean? That's To me, that area is really hot in that last little bit of September all the way up until oh, yeah. right at the beginning of November for me. It's just really hot. October is a magical month there. They, they talk about the October lull in Midwest, and for me, October is the month for me. Yeah, that's when I killed but, those two uh, over there. Yeah. I mean, and within just, two weeks. It's just an area where there's a time frame for me that, I'm, that I've noticed those deer are transitioning, they're yep. changed, and, and uh, it gets them on their feet, which is the goal, right? Yep. And so anyways, uh, I'm hunting them, and it's, uh, I think it's opening weekend of uh, rifle season. Yep. That, is, that is definitely it, because I was at a wedding, and I remember seeing it. I remember the yeah. last time I got a picture of him, 
And then, like, two days later, I find out you shot him, and I'm like, oh, well, that explains it. Because I had gone in there a bunch of... You think would, a jerk, you know? (laughs) No, not at all. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I mean, it was kind of hard to tell Tiffany, because she she was like... I I remember picking her up from school, and I was like, hey, um, I got something to tell you. And she goes, what? I'm like, yeah, you remember Bighorn? She goes, yeah, did you shoot him? I'm like, no, I didn't. But uh, my buddy across the street did. And I showed her the picture, and she was like, oh, he's eating... Oh no, um, dude, she's fine. <laughs> Trust me, she forgets. Well, she so, forgot all about it. So it was kind of cool, man. Like almost like a, like a like something you'd see on like a Monster Bugs video. It's mm-hmm. hard to compare, but you know, I mean, I'm sitting there and it's what 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 got that deer on his feet in the morning hunt. I never had a picture of him in the morning, but I, what made me go there is it went from I think the high the day before was probably 60 to the high of 42, yep. 43. You know what I mean? And it mm-hmm. was cold that morning. And it was like a cold front came in. It seemed like it does that. At least early October, you get you get an early cold front comes in. Yeah. And when that cold front hit, man, that deer, I saw deer all morning. And he was the second deer I saw. And I had a I had a small like I want to say it was a I don't know maybe a six pointer or something, not a four pointer or something. He's still a four corn deer, and he come through there. And uh, uh, maybe ten minutes after he came through, I looked up in front of me towards the road where I was sitting and I see this I see this deer walking I see I just see a big body deer walking through the the pines in the in the field and it's, it's scrolled up so it's kind of hard to see real well well I finally get a better look at him and I see how wide he is and I said that's the deer I freaking missed so I stand <laughs> up and he's he's over 100 he's probably 100 yards ish at that point yeah so I stand up and, and get ready I got my bow in my hand now I'm like okay now now I'm ready yeah. you know what I mean you got a checklist, right? I mean, stand up, get your bow. You know, that those two things, if I can stand up and get my bow in my hand, it's over. I feel my confidence level increases tenfold because those two movements are so hard to do with deer under you. you know oh, I mean? yeah. I've got busted a thousand times that, that way. Beforehand, my experience is it tends to increase my odds. So, anyways, I'm ready. He comes in. And he gives me a 20, 24, 25 yard cordon away shot, and I smoked him. Perfect. I mean, I, I heart shot him. And when I shot him, he fell over on the ground. He's flipping and flopping. He gets up and t- uh, tumbles down this ridge, and naturally, he makes it all the way to the bottom of the ridge. Of course. <laughs> and dies. <laughs> and uh, I end up having to. Uh, drag him out myself but i mean it was very easy to find him if that makes sense hey you could have hit me up i'd have come and help (laughs) yeah you know hindsight you know that's that's a that's definitely a good idea moving forward um and he he made me pay for it (laughs) (laughs) it made me work for it but uh but yeah man i was i was cloud nine in it man because i shot him and i thought i I knew i hit him good the blood trail was real weak at first i don't know for whatever reason he just maybe plugged up whatnot yeah as he got started going down the down the bottom, he was—I mean—he was pouring, and I, I was getting skeptical. I'm thinking, man, did I push this deer? He made it a pretty good ways, and it ended up only running about—I don't know—70 yards, and most of that was flipping, flopping down a hill, you know. And yeah. It just uh, the gravity helped him out a lot, but uh, I got him and got him out. And it was that to me was a it was a, it was you know huge you know it was a. It's not a giant deer, but to me it was. You know I mean, what I mean? I was proud of him. I'm still proud of him. Yeah, he's and it. I, it was, it was kind of. I apologize for that. The whole thing was I started shooting a newer broadhead, and it's a uh, the, the G5 that Mega Meat. Oh man! 
I love that thing. That the hole it put in that deer. Uh huh. I mean, you could put your hand in. Yep. You know, it, was, it was amazing. And I mean, it went through and through. You know, I mean, it just it's worth to me. That's worse than a, you know, gunshot or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, I was I read I read uh, Cameron Haynes' book and, and he put something in perspective for me that I never considered is a bow hunter kills a, an animal with a hemorrhage. Yep. And a gun hunter typically kills an, an animal with the the velocity of that bullet, the shock yep. of the bullet, the percussion. You know what I mean? The whole yeah. the whole shock wave just runs through that deer or animal at a a fast rate of speed, and it causes you know the damage that way. That was in uh, his book Endure, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, that's an excellent book, dude. I've listened way. to that book probably like ten times. <laughs> yeah. Incredible, I, read, it, it really is. I just uh, I wish I was a wired like that man. Uh, yeah, I've tried. <laughs> I have tried, and I'm telling you what, it it I'm not built that way. I wish I was, just like you said, but mm-hmm. I get winded after running from my mailbox back up to the front door. So it's it's <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I really don't. Yeah. So the one thing yeah, I wanted that, to ask you that deer was that deer was a to me was a was a big was a big uh, uh, like a milestone for me. Oh yeah. I have uh, I've. Man, I'm telling you, if I've learned how to not do something, I've learned how to not bow hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to be successful was made it bittersweet, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the thing I'm curious about, because that was that was definitely one thing I wanted to ask you, was the whole story about Bighorn. But now, the most recent one, the deer that I've named Max, I had him on camera for two years, and yeah. he he drove me crazy. Because it was like every time I was there, he was showing up a lot. Every single yeah. night he would show up. I had him daylight a couple times. I wasn't there. Of course, when I was hunting in Atlanta, he decided to daylight. Um, yeah. And then the next thing I know, again, he sent me the picture. And I'm like, dang it, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously, obviously, I'm extremely happy for you. That well, deer. And I would have been happy. Like I told you before, man, I would just have been as happy if you killed him versus me. Um I just I, I I I have a lot of respect for somebody that 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 tries that has passion to bow hunt because there's just not a lot of us anymore, man. There's, there's not. Really not. I mean, there's you know and I got you know a few friends that do it, but most of them gun hunt, you know, and they just bow hunt during bow season. And well. I had a buddy, a real close buddy of mine that I hunted with around here, and he uh, he since had moved out of state, and so I'm kind of by myself for the yeah. most part, and it. Uh, it's fun, but it sure is fun when you have other people to enjoy it with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good thing we're going to be um, knocking on doors this summer, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Which we're we need to make a plan for that. Like, I'm not playing. I, I've been, uh, I've been getting a list, and I got a, oh. I got about fifteen or twenty prospects. Man, we're going to divide and conquer. Hundred percent. Uh, I probably have about thirty thirty pins just on one map of houses that I've driven by, and it's in the same area that we are in. I mean, literally, it's right down the street from yeah. where we are. And I'm like, dude, because I've seen, you know, and, and we'll get back to the max thing in just a second. But the one thing I do have to say is I have seen such a high caliber of deer in our area that it it honestly is, is <clears throat> I think it rivals pretty close to like what you see in Cobb County. And oh, I'm not trying to say that, you know. It is because nobody hunts. Exactly. And I'm not going to say the name of the county because no, I don't want no, to be that guy. No, no, please don't. <laughs> I've already, unfortunately, said it before. So if anybody wants to, uh, you know, be a sleuth and go figure it out, they can. But um, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna get permission before they do. So I'm not really too worried about it. But 
So the thing I'm curious about with Max is what was the story with him? Because honestly, he it's like he was there and then he disappeared. It's so funny. All right, so I know I sent you pictures of that giant I had over there. The ten pointer. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never saw him. I don't know where he was. He's probably pushing mid one forties. One hundred percent. I mean, he's he's to me that was like a a giant deer, and I know these the Seek One guys they kill monsters, man. they put a lot more effort and time into it than I can. Oh, and dude. I, I, I give them props for that. Those guys are legit. Yeah, they are. I mean, uh, I give them and Jay credit more than anybody because they're the reason I got into it. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. took me away from gun hunting and put me in the in the, in the the lane to go bow hunt. And, I mean, I, I grew up 20 minutes from where these guys are hunting at. So when I saw those videos, I'm like, how in the world? And I saw Zeus and I saw Thor and a bunch of the other deer. And I'm like, yeah, where, where are these deer Those coming guys, from? Those guys it, it don't even look like they, they're, they're from Georgia. You know what I mean? No, not at all. Just, that's unbelievable. And it's just, and it's, it's, it's like they're hunting deer that, that, that nobody has, that nobody can get near. You yeah. know what I mean? Or they are hunting deer that, that other people are hunting like them. You know? And it, yeah. The cat and mouse game. It's the same game we play. It's just in a different area. You yep. know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, it's just, and, it, and that kind of, that kind of fueled me too, watching these guys and, and watching them how they film it and stuff and it kind of got me wanting to start filming and it's uh it's, that's another layer that makes it even more challenging yeah. you know you're making something that's already set up against you and the odds to not be successful you're making it even more challenging by trying to get it on camera and uh that's impressive man i give them props oh 100 but max i need to know the okay, story yeah. about max okay so, max, <laughs> man, so uh you know he was a uh i want to say he's probably a He's not a giant either, you know. He's probably a one fit, hundred fifteen inch, you know, maybe maybe a hundred twenty inch a corner. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would be probably pushing it to say that. But you know, for me with a bow, he get he uh, he got me excited. And the thing is, man, the first time I saw that deer, I let him walk. You know, oh, I, I remember. Really throw up. I remember. It. I was very disappointed when you told me walk. that. He was under me for probably twenty minutes in bow range, mm-hmm. and it was because I got a daylight picture two days before of that giant mm. in the evening, and I'm hunting the evening. The wind was the same, the pressure was the same, so you were everything holding was the same. To have that deer under me, and he never showed. He zigged instead of zagged, if you will. But, yep. You know that's just it wasn't meant for me to kill that deer, not that year. He'll so be bigger he next show. year. But I had my eye on the prize, so I let him walk. Yeah. And I'm over here telling myself, you're going to regret that. <laughs> what are you thinking? Let this deer walk. What is wrong with you? you I think I, I mean? told you that. <laughs> when you it's, told me you let him walk, I'm like, Tyler, why? <laughs> I'm like, shoot that deer, please. It's just, you know, it's just, it is, it is, he was lucky because of what I had on camera. And so that's where I go to the cameras. They're both a blessing and a curse. Yep. You know, because it's it's a blessing because you know what you got, but it's a but it's a curse, and you know what you got. <laughs> yeah, because you <laughs> so never know if that like, deer's gonna show up. You dang if you don't. Exactly. But but so I let him go, you know, and I and I, as he walked off, I, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is what are you? What are you? You're not anybody special. You know? I'm <laughs> like, why would you let that deer walk? You know, you know, I'm not trying to impress anybody. And I just I I, I called my dad, and he he basically told me I was an idiot. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> He wasn't wrong, you know. So, anyways, uh, it rocked along, and I, that that ten pointer, he just vanished. He just, you know, he he went rutted, you know. And yep. He was gone, and so I turned my 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 uh, my my eye back on on him, and uh, once I decided this is the deer I'm going to shoot, I'm going to try to shoot. I should say I'm going to I'm going I'm to put my effort into him. He became the most visible deer I couldn't kill. 
Really? And yes, and, and I saw that deer no less than five, six times before I was able to kill him. Huh. And I would see him, he would be at 80 yards, and he would feed out in the field, and he'd be out there hanging out, or he would, uh, one time he caught me, uh, he, he, I say he caught me, he caught me off guard. Yeah. And he came in and walked right through my set, and I couldn't react. And one time he came in, he was quartering to me, and I've lost a few deer that way. And I, I just, I, me, as a, me as a bow hunter and as a hunter, I just, I, I refuse to take a quartering two shot. I just don't do it anymore. And he was quartering hard at me, and he just walked right by me. And, I, and when he got by me, I couldn't get a shot at him quartering away. And it was just you know, not meant to be. Yeah. Well, the evening I killed him, I got off work late. My other job, not the, not the fire department, but my yeah. other job, and it was raining. It's kind of misty rain, spit rain, and it was uh, it was chilly. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was November fifteenth. I would say it was a Monday. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I go in there and I, I drive all the way. I'm, I'm I run a little late, and I'm, and I'm, I drive fast, get over there, and get try to get in the tree. Well, I get over there, and I realize that I don't have any camo. I have a set of like cold weather camo pants <laughs> and a blue hoodie. A blue hoodie. Are you kidding me? A blue hoodie. A freaking blue hoodie. And oh. I'm like, I start laughing. I'm like, yeah, there it is. You know, that's that's about par for the course. I drove all the way over here. And I I didn't ill equipped. Typical me. Oh no. So I, uh, I I I said, screw it. I'm here. I'm going. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going. So I wear a harness. You know. So I wear like a uh, use like a hunter hunter safety system harness. Okay. So it's like a vest. Yeah. So basically, just my arms are blue. You know. Oh, okay. So I, I said, screw it, I'm going to get in the tree. So I go get in the tree, and it's uh, it's kind of, it's it's mist and rain. Well, this doe, I'm, I'm, I get in the stand, I'm pulling my bow up, and I heard something. My bow's about halfway up the tree, and uh, I, I look out in the field, and there's a doe running right at me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so my bow's sitting there just hanging about, I don't know, 10, 12 feet off the ground, swaying back and forth, and this doe runs right up under me and stops. And she's looking behind her, and I'm like, oh, this deer's getting pushed. So I'm like, okay, well, let me try to ease this bow up. So I'm trying to be real easy. I, get, I finally get the bow in my hand, and I untie it, and uh, I get an arrow knocked and all that. I'm ready. I'm getting ready. And she's just standing there. And this spike runs up. It runs up the, from the, the, the direction she came up. Mm-hmm. It runs up, and he's, he's, like, he's holding his uh, front leg off the ground like he'd been hurt. He's coming up, and he comes right up under me, and he goes back and forth, back and forth, like up and down the edge of this field looking for this doe. And she's just sitting there still, not moving, trying to hide from him, I guess. Yeah. And he, he's looking, and, he, and he, he grunts a few times at her, and, and, you know, trying to get her attention, and she doesn't flinch. So she turns around, or he turns around and goes back, up, back in the woods. Well, right back, or right behind him, here he came. He came out in the field. I mean, like, it wasn't, it was minutes after that spike had left. He came into the field, and he's about 80 yards, and he comes in, he works in, he gives me a 20, 21, 22-yard shot, and I boshed it. I absolutely boshed the shot. I shot him middle of the deer, high, Ooh. and I, I thought, are you freaking kidding me? Like, he finally gave me a chance. And this is what happened. That I was looking for, and I boshed it. I shot him high, middle of the deer, high, like right below his his, uh, his, his back strap, if you will. Oh, wow. 
I mean, just a horrible shot, horrible yeah. shot. Typically, a, you know, maybe a fatal shot, I don't know. I mean, probably die, you know, sepsis or something later, you know, and I thought, there you go, wasted a deer, you know, I'm mad at myself. And as luck would have it, he ran around, he made it back to the edge of the field, and he's standing there at the edge of the field, and obviously out of bow range, I couldn't get another arrow in him, and he lays down. And I said, are you freaking kidding me? And I'm, I see my arrow moves a little bit, so your adrenaline's going nuts, right? You know, after a shot like that. Oh, yeah. I, I basically retied my bow on and basically threw it at a tree, blew it down my climbing stick and ran and kind of, I, I kind of, I started easing over there. I said, I'm going to put another arrow in this deer and make sure I get him down, you know. And I when I eased over there to him, he was dead. And just, I guess I clipped up. My, my best recollection is I probably just clipped his, you know, it was a, a big artery. Yeah. Run down. And, you know, and just got lucky, you know, and but I mean, it killed him quick, you know. I mean, he didn't he didn't last twenty seconds, and he was down, and it was just really cool. I mean, it just you know, God God works in mysterious ways. I was just meant to kill that deer, you yeah, know. True. Uh, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I, I got him. And I, it's funny in mm-hmm. my picture. I, I took I took him over to my dad's house. My dad doesn't live far from there. And, uh, I towed him over there, and that's what I do. If I kill a deer in, in, in the area, I always bring it to my dad because yeah. he's the one that got me into it, and he loves it. He's, he, he wants to see me be successful more than him, and, and I think that's what it's about, man. Anyways, uh, I brought my dad to show it to him. He said he started wearing me out about not wearing camo. He's like, see, I told you you don't need to wear camo to kill deer. <laughs> You know, yada yada. Oh, so, you know, back in my day, we would smoke cigarettes and, and I'll sit on the ground. And, hey, you know, Fred Bear, man, you know. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of when you said you didn't still, have camo. You know, that's the big, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, with bow hunting, you can't be real still because you got to move some. You that's know? true. But, uh, but yeah, it just it, it, it was meant to be. You know, that was true. And mm-hmm. I, got, I got to hunt a really big deer um, after him. And in another piece of property, I hunted Conyers. And, he was the same way, man. He was very visible, but not very visible, you know, at the yeah. same time. We were playing cat and mouse, and it's just funny. I think he had my schedule figured out because uh, when I wasn't there, he was, you know. And probably he was he was probably seeing me or I probably walked by his bed area or something when yeah. I walked in and just, uh, <clears throat> you know, I messed up on messed him up, you know, or whatnot. But, you know, that's the ones you get, you know, maybe get a chance at next year. Yep. But, but I took my dad over there to that place and uh, we went on the very back part of the property. And, uh, we went over there and set up a ground blind on this big hardwood ridge. And, uh, it was real funny, man. We had I had a deer I was getting pretty good pictures of, pretty regular in the mornings. And I took my dad over there and uh, he don't get to go much anymore. And uh, his schedule's crazy. And so I, we lined up a day, it was cold. We went and sat in there in the ground blind and it felt like when I was a little kid again, you know, just sitting there with my dad. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We just we were sitting there talking, and I told him, I said, we, I would probably sit sitting in the wrong spot. We should probably be sitting on the front part of the property. And, and you know, it was like we had my, my camera starts dinging and telling me I got deer in front of the, oh, the front part of the property. And it's just, <laughs> you know, it was funny. I told him, I said, I told you, we sat in the wrong spot. Well, the luck would have it, the, the buck came in after a doe, walked in, and waved. My dad was leaning on, the, on his gun to shoot it. He was down below. He was lower than me when, because he was leaning on the gun and he uh-huh. couldn't see the deer. And I'm sitting straight up and I'm like, why are you not shooting this deer? It's 50 yards away. It's right there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's right there. 
and he said, I can't see it. I can't see it. Well, he, uh, he finally saw the deer and he was so jacked up because he had been in years. He was so jacked up. He went to pull the trigger and the safety was still on. Oh God. <laughs> and he just clicked, you know, he, so he yells out some obscenities. Yep. Moves, flicks the safety off. The deer sees it move. Oh no. But by the time he got back on and he took off running and he, he, he was mad. He was mad. I mad. bet. And I started laughing, and he said, what's so funny? I said, I'm just glad the apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> he, uh, I mess up. We all mess up. You yeah. know what I mean? And we both laughed, you know. And he said, he told me, he said, you figured that deer out, though. You know, you, you set the ground blind up. And I was like, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good. Yep. You know, it's just, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a good memory. But, it, you know, obviously it would have been you know carry on top to take the deer with us but you know that's not how it went and that's not that's not what it was you know and it was still cool yeah i mean there's so, always next so year man what i do to my dad now i'll send him a picture a trail cam picture of that deer about once a month just oh to no <laughs> oh good lord yeah that that um that brings me back to my first hunt which i got lucky and you know shot a buck and he wasn't anything big but it was the first year so <clears throat> it was uh you know a huge rush but my safety wasn't on because the first deer i killed i've only killed one deer with a with a gun and it was the first time that i ever went um one of my buddies took me to his his mom's place and was like hey you know i get deer coming in all the time this is what you do it was november 9th never forget that and it was middle of the rut we had deer running all over the place he was the first buck that came in he was probably like 20 yards and I've got my gun and I get him in, in the sights and all that and I pull the trigger and it misfires. All you hear is oh, a little, gosh. yeah, you just hear the little click and I look at him and I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, he's 20 yards. There's no way he's going to, he, he's going to let me do this. Well, sure enough, man, my buddy was just like, Hey, just rack another round. Try do it as slow and as quiet as you can and just try mm-hmm. and did that, got him. And he probably went about 30 yards and I'm telling you, man, that, that's not why I stopped doing it. I mean, I do bow hunting obviously because it's you know harder and more challenging and all that all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it when you said that, that's the first thing I thought of. And of course, after that, we got we had a spike come running in. I think a doe blew at us like when we walked in. It was it was just crazy. So I mean, those, those kind of days, man. Like I hate it. Your dad didn't get them, but like I said, yeah. there's always next year. He'll be bigger well, next year. That's what I told him. He, you know, and so then he told me, he called me, you know, a week or so later, and he said, I think that deer, he said, he, he, he said I think that deer's messing with me. He said, I can't get him out of my head. He's, he's, uh, he got, he got the better of me, you know, and, uh, he, my dad's never been one to really, you know, hunt giant, try to hunt a big buck yeah. or whatever. He's, uh, he's a meat hunter, you know, typically. Gotcha. Uh, but, uh, it was, a. Uh, he he uh, he's killed some deer, you know, obviously, but he uh, he's never really just like you know made it a a point to try to kill it, you know, a mature deer or yeah. a, you know a bigger buck, you know, something that he wants to put on the wall or not, you know, whatnot. And it's just not his style. And and this year he was he's like he told me that this that experience. He said, "All right, I'm in. I'm buying a crossbow. Um, we're doing it." You know. <laughs> I was just about to say, get that man you know, a crossbow. He hurt his arm. <laughs> he can't pull a bow back. Yeah. So he's uh he's all in. Well, good. Maybe uh, yeah. maybe he'll find that that big one that I named Hercules and put him down and figure out what the yeah. hell's been going on that's with him. 
I'm telling you, that's what'll happen. You know, I'll take him over there with with the crossbow, and he'll kill he'll kill that giant giant ten pointer. I hope so. You know, that's just the luck. You know, it's, yes. It's, and I and I'll be stoked. You know, and, and to me, if somebody kills a, a deer, it's, it's the deer they were meant to kill. You know 100%. what I mean? It's, you know, it's what it is, and it's uh, that's what makes it fun, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't agree with that more, honestly, because pickles wasn't the main deer I was after. There was a deer that was with him that my daughter, because I let my daughter name all these deer, unless it's like a giant. I had that that one I sent you that I named Tank. Um, I named him that, obviously, because of his size, and he, he was the sure. biggest deer on the property. But um, during the summertime, I had these two bucks. One of them was Pickles, and then the other one was this deer that Tiffany named Bluey that was just a slick, beautiful A-point. And, I mean, literally, the first time I saw a picture of him, like, that's the deer that's the deer that i'm going after he's the biggest one i've seen so far all, all this stuff right i spent all year feeding them i got these deer pattern i know well i'm not gonna say i know i think i know exactly when they're gonna come in all this stuff right well the morning that i shot pickles i see a doe it's a pretty big doe and i'm like you know she's 15 yards and I, I was hunting in a ground blind i've never killed a deer out of a tree stand i'm working on that this year but every deer i've killed oh, has been on the ground it changes the game a bit man i've missed them I've just never killed him. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But, um, well, it's, a it's a different angle, too. Yeah, it obviously. is. But, uh, yeah, so so the doe comes in, and I let her walk, and then, you know, of course, I'm like, dang it, I shouldn't have done that. I just wanted to kill something with a bow, right? Just just to yeah. get that monkey off my back. Well, sure enough, about 8.15 or 8.30, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not very openly religious, but I do pray a lot when I'm in the, in the woods. Um, Same. And... I just was like, God, please send something, man. Just I don't care what it is. Just if it's the big boys, you know, that'd be great. If it's another doe, that'd be great too. Well, sure enough, man, I look up and all I see are two sets of racks just coming up because the way where the setup I have is where my ground blinds at, it's in this clearing and it behind the clearing where these deer come from, it's kind of like a little slope down. So if it's a buck, you can see him walking up before you actually see the body. Well, I see him, and I see Pickles and Bluey come walking up, and these dudes just walk in like they own the place, right? And instantly, it's I can feel my heart in my ears, and I'm freaking out. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, they're much bigger than I thought. Okay, I, I had to tell myself, like, relax, 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 relax. <laughs> Dude, they come within 10 yards of the ground blind, and, and the one thing that I was worried about is so... I don't know if you've ever done this before, but like I keep my hunting clothes in like this tote, right? That every time the night before I'll put this little ozone thing in there and get rid of all the scent and stuff. Well, of course, uh, I forgot to put the ozone scent uh, cube triangle whatever in it that night before, because I'm like, all right, well these clothes are clean, you know, like whatever, it's no big deal. I go to change before I walk in, and I take. Uh, when I think it was my jacket. I took my jacket out, and I can smell it. What I didn't remember is the fact that the week prior, I went to public land, and it had just rained, and when I walked in, my boots and everything got wet. Well, I threw all of that into the tote and never took it out. So I'm like, what am I going to – I can't go in like this. And so I probably spent about 10 minutes spraying down with field – whatever that field spray is, that orange bottle. I, get, I use an entire can of nose jammer, and I can still smell myself. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. Well, they come up. Like I said, they're about 10 yards away. And all I can think of is if they look my way, they're going to – they smell me and they're going to bolt. Well, they never do. The problem is 
Bluey never gave me a shot. And Pickles was the only one that gave me a shot. And he was quartered away. And, you know, I was shooting the Mega Meat. And at 18 yards, just let him have it. And it, it buried in the offside shoulder and all of that. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of like, well, I really wanted to shoot Bluey, but whatever, he'll come back. But then yeah, once I really... the blessing that you Exactly. Got. And once I thought about him, I'm like, well, wait a minute. He's an 8. Pickles is an 11. Bluey's slick and he looks good, but Pickles has three tines on one side. Or three brow tines on one side. Like, you don't see that a lot. So oh, I'm like, you know cool, what? Man. I'll take him. I, I'm happy that I did that. So... It's, it's kind of like what you were saying. The deer that you take is a deer you're meant to take. I, I know I would have regretted not shooting him if I had shot Bluey instead. So I, I completely agree because it's just one of those things that I, I call it a God thing. It's just one of those things that it happens yep. for a reason. And it, you know, I'm not going to argue with what Big Man Upstairs has planned. So I couldn't agree more, man. And so to me, there's something <laughs> about. Uh, I, like to, I like tracking my own deer. I do. I mean, it's something I like. It's just something I, I just. I really it just kind of brings it home if you will mm-hmm. um, and I'm one of those people that I sit there with the deer and I'll, I'll always say a prayer and thank God for the blessings you know what I mean it's yep. just it's unbelievable um, that we even they're able to do this and I, I honestly feel that way and I always will if that changes I'll quit you know yep. um, <laughs> but uh, I don't see that happening but no, I just I think there's something about you know bringing it bringing that full circle, right? So you you find the deer, you hang the stand, you get the deer in, in range, you you shoot the deer, you track the deer, you find the deer. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's like that last yeah. step, dude. And there's something something special about it. And I don't know, it's something about doing it by myself. It just really like makes it cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, wow, there it is. You know, it's done and check check the the chapter for that deer's over yep. and it's uh it's i usually just, i usually catch myself sitting there for about 10 minutes with the deer oh yeah and i know and it's some people you know make fun of me for that and i don't care no. but that's just me and that's because i have passion on it and i care about it and it means something to me yep and i sat there with that one i shot this year i sat out there in the rain with that deer for at least 10 minutes i mean just you know say a prayer you know take my hat off and 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 thank God for the blessing, you know, mm-hmm. and the many blessings that we don't even realize we get, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, God is great. Amen, brother. <laughs> I, I really don't have anything else to say to that. I mean, it, it's, it's true. Like I've, I've really kind of, I feel like hunting, you know, a lot of people think of it like a redneck sport and people are like, Oh, you oh, just sure, go man. out there. You just go kill deer, man. It's like, no dude, that, I said something, I forget who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone about this, and basically what I had said was, like, we have more respect for these animals than anybody at PETA, anybody that has an issue with hunting, because they don't understand. Like, it's not like we're Elmer Fudge just going out there. I said this to Thor last week. I was like, we're not Elmer Fudds going out there and shooting everything that moves. I've let deer walk. I've, I've missed deer, unfortunately, but, you know, again, it's part of the plan. It is what it is. And... You know, it's just one thing, especially with this podcast, I'm really trying to get people to understand, like, hunters aren't bloodthirsty killers. I know plenty no. of guys who, now there's obviously the, the odd man out that's like, oh, yeah, I went out there with my daddy and we, we used to spotlight. It's like, well, that's illegal and you shouldn't have told me that, but okay. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all, but, I mean, you know, you do you. Just don't, you know, hopefully you don't get caught, and if you do, you don't do it again. But, 
it's it's just one of those things, man, that people really need to understand. Like, and I feel like I'm not taking anything away from gun hunters at all, because no. you know how they how they look at it is how they look at it. But I feel personally that as a bow hunter, it's something. There's something different. I feel it's it's you make it in my opinion more fair for the animal. It's harder on you. There's a more intimate thing there with a bow hunt than I mean, uh, shooting I mean, a deer 300 yards away. Like, it's like a it's a it's a whole other it's a whole other dilemma. Yeah. Than, than I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to say. You know, you see a deer and you can shoot it with a gun, but I mean, it's still a lot of animals moving. It's you know, there's there's you know, there's there's still has to be you still have to have a clear shot. Hundred percent. But with a bow, I mean, it's it's a uh, so I catch myself like I, I got I got drawn for the uh, uh, what was the uh, state park? It was a. Uh, 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 not high falls uh is it out by us yeah what's that i can't remember oh um is it oh god i can't remember i know exactly which one you're talking about i literally <laughs> having a brain fart i apologize is it the is it the one near conyers no it's in rutledge oh dude hard labor creek yes that's what labor. it is okay oh, man, i'm sorry no you're I'm good sorry. i couldn't remember either <laughs> but uh but no I, I i put in for that hunt for like I think it's probably six years I put in for it, and I finally got drawn for it this year. Heck yeah, man! You know, it's a gun hunt, and yeah, well. I felt weird, man, because I'm like, I got my climber and I got my, I got my, my, my deer rifle, yeah. and it's like, I haven't even, I haven't even shot it, you know. So I, I shoot it at the house and make sure it's good. I go in there and I'm like, this doesn't even feel right, man. It's so weird. <laughs> but I catch myself trying to set up for a bow hunt and not a gun hunt. Yep. Uh, I ended up shooting a deer, and it was a it was a spike, and I was that was cool, man, because shooting with a gun, and I hadn't done that in a long time, and I shot him, and yeah, I shot him at like thirty yards, <laughs> because of the way I set up on him, I yep. set up on the on this this ridge top, and uh, just found a trail where these deer were, were walking between you know two areas of cover, and it's just a, a really good spot, and. It just happened that deer walked out and he was 30 yards and I shot him and I'm like yeah that's about par for the course I got a rifle and he's 30 yards yep. and uh you know usually when you got a bow they're 100 yards yep I mean I heard a guy tell me one time kind of interesting he uh he was like you know you can take the bow away from the or you can take the bow out of the hunter but you can't ah oh, crap I'm messing this up no you're good man but you can't take the, the no uh, you can take the uh you can the, take the hunter out of the, the bow the bow hunter but you can't <laughs> But you can't take the bow out of the... You know what? Forget it. I forgot what it was. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is if you're a bow hunter and you go gun hunt, you're always going to instinctively go to a bow hunting setup. Yes. Is is really what the guy was telling me. And I, I can't remember what he said. It was some sort of mystical wisdom stuff. But, you know. And, you know, in my, in my hindsight, I'm thinking, man, if I could go with sitting in one of these big block, box blinds with a rifle, I mean, like... How Cadillac is that? You know, right? And, uh, comfortable. I got. A cl- I was at a club in Jasper County a few years ago with a, another guy I worked with, and he just bow hunts. He doesn't even gun hunt at yeah. all. And this club was a, you know, it was a couple hundred acres, and it was only you know maybe half a dozen guys in the club. Uh-huh. This place is covered up in deer. It's just deer everywhere. I I, brought, I made it a point to go. I'm going to go gun hunt over there. And I uh, I don't even think I killed a deer over there. I took my daughter. That was what my goal was. I wanted to take her. Said that they got these. Looks like a porta potty. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, the old uh, stand. Like, like it's on a. It was on this big wooden platform, and yep. it was like a just a plastic, you know, box or whatever. And um, we set 
sit in there and watch deer with a, with with binoculars, you know, in the middle of a field, and it's a lot of fun. But uh, it just doesn't feel the same, you know what I mean? No, just, yeah. To me, I, it was the goal was to get her to go, and I didn't care if we shot or see. I wanted to see some deer for her, but I didn't, I could care less to kill one, you know. I just wanted her to have the experience, and that was a that, that really got her excited to go back. You know, she wants to go back and. You know, we, we, I try to make it a point to yeah. get them involved. Whether they want to shoot a deer or not, it's just a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I want them to experience some of the stuff I did as a kid. You know, it was uh, memories that last a lifetime. And it's uh, it's important to, to me, it's important to, you know, for them to see where the food comes from, you know, and, you know, the full circle of it. It's, uh, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. Oh, 100%. And honestly, I, I think... I mean, on, dude, we could probably go for another hour and a half, two hours. I think that's the perfect way to cut this. Just yeah. leave people off on a good note. I don't want to hold you too up, you know, hold you up too long. But we we need to do another episode ASAP because I feel like there's a lot of things that because I have so many questions still about like, you know, when at least in the area that we were hunting, like what you were, you know, noticing, what you were really seeing, what were you, what you were doing, what you noticed with the deer patterns, all that. We could okay. be here till twelve o'clock in the in the morning, dude. So we need to do another <laughs> well, one soon. Do we'll do another episode for man. sure, for sure. Because especially if we're both gonna be, you know, like helping each other out in in the same area yeah. and knocking on doors and kind of working as a team at this. I I don't have nearly as much experience as you do, so I'm gonna be like a sponge. You know, I, oh, I've man, got. You might be listening to the wrong guy. Hey, you've killed two two deer <laughs> that I was after in the past two years. I I, I don't care what anyone says i'm gonna listen well, to what we'll you said this too, man. You know, luck, luck is involved yeah yeah but you gotta be good at it that's that's all i know but man look i really appreciate you coming on this honestly yeah, has been thanks for having me man. yeah this has been one of my favorite episodes for sure especially since like i mean i've known you for four years i remember the first first few pictures of the deer i was sending you i was like hey man or no you hit me up and yeah. was like hey did you notice this deer and i, and I was like yeah, yeah what about this guy and then it basically just kept going from there and unfortunately we never shot hercules but you know he he had to have had some kids so oh, yeah, man. who knows I, you know in the high in, you know in the back of my mind i'm like that deer if he's still around he's he's unbelievably crazy looking deer. Oh, yeah and you never know man i mean that's that's what makes it that's what makes us come back is you you mean you can think you know what's going to happen but you don't man 100%. You never, oh a hundred percent Cool, man. Well, Tyler, I really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. No problem. Looking forward to the next one, man. Yeah, bro. You have a good one. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to give us a review.